Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dr. Eli Joseph. Dr. Eli, are you ready to do this? Yes, I'm ready to do this, George. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Dr. Eli is a statistician. He's currently serving as a faculty member at Columbia University in Queens College. He's a member at TED and the Recording Academy. He is the author of The Perfect Rejection Resume, Reader's Guide to Building a Career Through Failure. Dr. Eli, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Great. So I was born and raised in New York City, Brooklyn, New York in particular. Um, I didn't have it all, but I had something to work with. And I've always been that, that kid that had this chip on the shoulder, just to not to try to prove people wrong, but prove to myself that I'm, I'm worthy of doing the work. Um, I've always been the math guy. I had two brothers and I suffer from the middle child syndrome. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, it's one of those uh, phenomenons where it's like, okay, you know what? I need to make a name for myself and prove that I am worthy of being in the room. Um, so growing up, hardworking, I had to you know fight through troubles and trials and tribulations. Um, grew up in a good community as well. Um, however, it's more so of get it, do it your own, get it out the mud, make sure you, you know, you do it, you make a name for yourself. So that way you're respected. And, um, I've been through so many rejections. This is the point of the book. Um, been through so much rejection, so much trials and tribulations where I'm like one day, you know what, I need to talk about this and, you know, try to give that because, you know, perception is everything in, in this day and age. And I wanted to make sure that, look, I can be successful, but I'm going to show you my scars. And that is basically why I wrote this book here. I love it. I think it's such an important thing. You know, people probably, I assume a lot of people look at you today. They're like, wow, look at this. Look at this guy. He's a doctor. He does all these things. He's, he's writing for these huge magazines like Fast Company. And um, it must have just been super easy for him. But you're like, no, not so fast. But even more importantly, how do you think about do do you think about a responsibility that you have to say this is really hard and i want to give evidence to the next generation or other people that are maybe struggling with rejection that it's going to happen you just got to keep moving yes it's funny because when last year when before writing this book um i received a comment i was reading the comment section on a recent forbes article that was published it was about my work and someone was saying it must be easy for him to say, you know, he mm. he got it, he, he must have a silver spoon. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Let me remind you <laughs> as far as the road that it took for me to get there. And I wrote this book because it's more so to your point, it's my responsibility to share that, to share the the opposite side of, of, of success. And not only to share it, but provide it as a fuel to, to fail forward and, and, and lead to, you know, the, the greater things here. And I wanted people to feel comfortable to sharing their own success, sharing their own rejection resume um, per se, because I'm pretty sure everyone, we're talking about everyone who we think that are successful. We're talking about Elon Musk, um, Bill Gates, anyone you can think of, they've have gone through, you know, 
past failures. They have gone through rejection and I'm pretty sure they share that uh, along the way. So I think it's more so a responsibility for me to say, okay, yeah, you know what? Look, it's time for me to share my story and, and be intentional about it as well. Um, and that was, that's basically the, the main idea is to just drive that point forward that you will, you will fail, but it's important to fail forward. Yeah. I love it. So how did you, why did you decide to structure the book? Just, just tell us a little bit about the book. It's this, the perfect rejection resume. How did you come to find this vehicle for telling your story? Okay. So before I even, before I get into that, I would like to shout out the coach Darren Roberts. He, he basically pioneered the, the model of a rejection resume where he shared his failures in a form of a, of a resume. Hmm. Um, yeah. So we know that a traditional resume, basically, it, it, it basically accounts for all of our accomplishments and achievements in education and professional endeavors and whatnot. But a rejection resume is the complete opposite. We're doing the same, but we're, we're applying, you know, the negative aspects of our, our lives, the schools that we've, that we've been rejected to, um, the jobs that have gotten us fired or we, we failed to, to get those jobs. And I wanted to... I wanted to model that, and I and I asked him. I said, "Can I use the 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 model rejection resume?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, you can, you can do it." And I wanted to take it a step further to providing a story behind it, um, and that's where the rejection resume comes into play. And in the book, I didn't want to only share my story; I wanted to share other people's stories um, because I know I'm not the only person. So I've I've gotten other thought leaders. I've gotten Rashad Lambert, who who works at Forbes. He's a senior vice president there. Um, Janice Gaston, who's a senior contributor, um, Devin Simone, Jari Lee, Ganate Jones, who write for the Black, you know, Black Enterprise, and she's an entrepreneur as well. So I've gotten other people that have been successful in their outright to share their story as well. Um, and I wanted to provide lessons more so than just saying, hey, you know, here's a, here's a long list of stories about my life. I wanted to provide lessons more so than just a long, boring list of, you know, what happened in my, in my endeavors. Um, just so that readers can feel comfortable to sharing their stories as well. I was just reading this morning, thinking this morning about what really causes burnout. And it's just sort of doing the same thing over and over again and not feeling like you're progressing. And so you're talking about failing forward and that's a really important thing. Yeah. Um, so when we are, and I mean, this is where people get, you know, they, they reach that plateau where you're doing something repetitively you're successful at it. You don't feel comfortable getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new because you are afraid of failing. So you're so used to doing the same thing. You want to do the same thing every single day mm -hmm. and you're wasting time. And this is why I, I, you know, I always drill on the fact that time is your biggest competitor. You're not competing against yourself. The only way that you're competing against yourself is when you're practicing training. That's the only way that you're competing against yourself. So when you're going against time, you're going to try new things. You're going to fail. You're going to learn it, succeed, and go on to the next endeavor. This is why you reach that plateau and you continue to drive up. And it's like a step. It's a stepwise um, graph that you want to approach yourself. So um, when I look at people that are trying their, you know, that are trying the same thing over and over, and they say I've been doing this for ten years and I feel like I'm not, I'm not accomplished. I think it's time for you to move on and try new things to fail. It, it's important to fail. You will learn from your mistakes and you will move forward and fail forward as well. So that, that's basically the, the main idea of failing forward 
it's just you will fail, you'll get hit, you'll get punched. But if you can roll with the punches and punch back and, and you know, be, be offensive as well, you'll be able to succeed, succeed as well. I love that. And we, 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 we all do have a comfort zone, right? And our bodies keep us there because our bodies want to, our brain keeps us safe, right? It doesn't want us to do anything crazy that, that's, 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 that's going to get us hurt or, or killed or whatever. But that does cause us to waste time. And that's the biggest adversary. I wrote down training versus performing because if we're not cognizant or thinking about training and getting new skills, then we're just always sort of performing. And if you think about professional athletes or musicians, they spend the opposite. They do most of their time training and then a small amount performing. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think you saying, Bo, he had this great cult saying that I've trained, I've trained over four years to run nine seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it goes, it ties into the point where you, you spend a lot more time training the 10,000, the 10,000 hour, right? You spend a lot of time training and driving home. You are practicing amongst yourself. You're training yourself to succeed in new heights. This is why when people say I'm competing against myself, that's, that's true. To a certain extent, you are competing against yourself while training. But when it comes to performing, this is where you are competing against time, right? Rent is due every day. That's another, that's another principle that I drive home in the book, that rent is being due every day. And what I mean by that is you know your goals. Your goals are your landlord. So once you establish your goals, you basically lock in that contract. You, but you have to pay that landlord every single day, not every month, not every week, not every year, but every single day. And the reason that we're, we're paying it forward every single day is because we're using a currency. The currency, as far as paying our goals, is our effort. Whether we win or lose, that is our effort. That's basically, the, that's basically our currency to pay off our goals. Um, and once you're competing at the time and you realize that, okay, rent is due every day. I need, to, I need to accomplish something every single day to get to the end goal here. And that's, when I get to that end goal, that is the end of my contract. And that's when you reach that plateau up until you have a new goal. You set new goals every other time. That way you're constantly moving forward and you're trying new things as well. And that's the main point um, that, that we, you know, we have to understand that we have to try new things. We never know. I love that. That's, that's an awesome, awesome metaphor. Goals are the landlord, rents due every day, and effort is the currency. I think that's super powerful and, and very helpful. I'm somebody that also still has a, a pretty good chip on my shoulder. And um, it's interesting that you need to feel worthy of yourself to be trying new things. But how do you get to that point where you do feel like you're worthy to try new things? All right. This is where the imposter syndrome comes into play, where people think, I'm not sure if I'm ready to be in this room. And I, you know, we, we, we always feel that way. You know, when we think of other people that have been successful and we're thinking, wow, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful and lucky to be here. No, you're not lucky to be here. You were meant to be here. That's, that's, that's the goal. So when you, when you say that, you know, you, you feel as though you're not worthy. No, no, you were, you were meant to be here. You were meant to be here. And it's all about leaving a mark here. How do, you, how do you separate yourself from everyone else, right? If you are in a room full of highly successful individuals, how do, you, how do you successfully separate yourself from the others? 
and just just trying new things. And even if you fail, yeah, people will laugh. People will laugh in the room. You will feel embarrassed, but at least at least you try. You can if you fail, if you try something and you fail, and everyone laughed at you, the joke is actually on them because they never tried. Because if they tried and they failed, the laughter will tend to die off. Because if you people tend to die die off as far as laughing, they laugh at one joke because you're the only unique person to to try something and fail. But if you say, okay, why don't you try it? They'll be like, no, I don't want to try it because they don't want to feel embarrassed themselves. But if they tried it, people will laugh as well. But as more and more people will try and complete something and fail at what you were originally doing, you realize that no one was laughing. And people realize that, okay, you know what? You had the point. And that's how you separate yourself. Just realizing that, okay, you, you were meant to be in this room. You were meant to be in this room and you, you don't have to deviate from the fact that, you know, someone else is much more accomplished in their endeavors than you are. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, it doesn't matter, right? There's always a spectrum. There's always going to be Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. So if I feel like I'm, it just, it does, that's great. And that's always going to be the case. You're here, get to work, work on getting yourself better, work on differentiating yourself. Like that's awesome. So uh, you said you're a math guy. Are, are you also, you're obviously now a, a written word guy because you wrote a book and, 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 and you're an author, you, you, you write consistently. How was that? It was, 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 was that a transition? Is that a hard new skill to learn? Yes, it's a hard new skill. And, and as far as mathematics and quantitative analysis, it's easy because I understand numbers. Um, here's where I struggle with when it comes to writing. I struggle with my starts, how to begin a byline article, how do you begin a, a chapter? Because when you start something and you, I, I know how to transition pretty well. I can transition pretty well from, from one idea to the next, but just starting it, that's the, that's the main goal. And if I can work on my starts, I'll be able to write. And I told myself, if I work on my starts, I'll be able to write for the major publications, provide some insight and, you know, and try to be a thought leader in that, in that sense. Um, but it's more so of understanding and, and getting the cadence down, understanding and practicing as well, competing against myself because I know I will fail. Um, even putting, a, putting this book out, it's more so, it's a risk that I'm, I'm taking. Um, it's like, okay, wow, I'm about to publish this book and it's, I can't take it back. I can't unpublish what I, what I put out. <laughs> because <laughs> Just understanding that, you know, like, you know, I can't unpublish that and, you know, take it back and say, hey, guys, I messed up. Let me take this whole thing. It's too late. Um, so just realizing that once you hit submit and send, it's out of your hands and the world is the market. They mm. decide whether or not your piece is good or not. So that, that's one thing I have to uh, understand as far as writing and, and doing mathematics you know, simultaneously as well. Yeah. Interesting. Right. You turn, turn it out into the world and there are no backseas, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm confident it's been a, well, how, how, how has it been since hitting that button and turning it loose? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. It's been great. It's been wonderful. Um, the feedback has been great. I think yesterday someone shared their rejection resume. So I think I'm making some form of an impact. When people share their rejection resume, I, I go, okay, you know what? It's it, I, I did my I did my job. I did my job pretty well. Yeah, that's that's totally awesome for sure. What a great uh, I mean, giving somebody a framework for uh, how to do something, and then showing, okay, 
here's the value of an exercise like this. Here's how you do it. And you handed that to them and then they actually do it. What a, what a huge thing that is. Yeah. And I think it's more so of a icebreaker too, because I'm pretty sure they didn't want to share their failures and their rejection up until now they feel more comfortable sharing, you know, their mishaps and, and say, okay, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to share my, my story too. Since Eli did it, I can share my story too. And then, you know, just, just that domino effect where I say, okay, since John did it, since George did it, I'm going to do it as well. I feel, I feel motivated to share my story. And now, now all of a sudden we have everyone sharing their, you know, the ideas and how they, they failed and they failed their way to success and, and build a career through failure. I love it. What what a powerful thing. I'm going to write mine, Eli. I'm 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 going to do my rejection resume. So, you can hold me to that and by the time that this episode is released, uh you'll be able to check that out also. So, I love it. No problem. Well, Dr. Eli, people are ready for that difference making tip even though you've already given us a bunch. What do you have for them? A new difference making tip that I have in mind is I got one. Okay. World records exist for a reason. And if something, if it's possible that something is impossible to accomplish, then it is possible that nothing is impossible. I'm going to repeat. If it's possible to accomplish something that you thought was impossible, then it is possible that nothing is impossible. You have to remain limitless. That's the, that's the key takeaway goal here. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Dr. Eli, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the courage and the hard work and, and, and everything that you are doing. How can people connect with you? Where can they get a copy of the perfect rejection resume, a reader's guide to building a career through failure? Uh, you can get the book, the perfect rejection resume on Barnes and Nobles. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Walmart. You can get it anywhere pretty much. Um, as far as connecting with me, I'm available on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is Eli Joseph, Instagram, and the, the, the Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the all these usernames are the same. It is D-R-E-L-I-J-O-S-E-P-H. Once again, it's Dr. Eli Joseph, D-R-E-L-I-J-O-S-E-P-H across all media platforms here. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Dr. Eli your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of the Perfect Rejection Resume wherever you buy your books and then find him on social media across all the platforms at Dr. Eli Joseph. It's D-R-E-L-I-J-O-S-E-P-H. Thanks again, Dr. Eli. Thank you so much, George. Thank you for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.